Man, Mason, we started this game talking about how role-playing romance gets awkward, and then you turn around and start dating an NPC. Listen, Lowry, the honeypot is a legitimate political maneuver. You know, technically, you do get something out of a happy relationship, too. Isn't it only a honey trap if it's a trap for somebody? Well, it is a trap, Elvis. She doesn't know it, but she's dating a player character. That is a fate worse than death. Okay, but being a sociopathic non-person still doesn't count as a honeypot, I don't think. Uh... Well, then it's not a honeypot. I just plan to be terrible. That's also legitimate. That's a maneuver. I mean, we've had games where we used romance to distract guards and stuff. There's times and places. But the start of a new workday isn't one of those times. Mason! I think you wanted to write a letter to Padre? I do, Paul. And I'd like to hover over Mason and offer my input. Excuse me, could you give me some room? In your love letter? No. See, common misconception. You want to close in as tight as you can on this person, or else they'll think you're not interested. Pretty sure that's where I've gone wrong a couple of times. I'm not trying to date Padre, I'm trying to collude with him politically. What are politicians if not the wealthy equivalent of drunk, abusive lovers? You know- Think about it, you- you promise everyone the moon, but then you blow them off to pursue other interests. Is this helping? Do you want me to write that in my letter to Padre? P.S. Lowry thinks that we're lying drunks. No, but you could tell him that you don't know how he got a butt so fine if it's not from running towards your open arms all his life. He doesn't even have that great of a butt. I'm not going to write that. Well, that's okay. I'll write it. Does it not make sense? I mean, it's like implying that it's his destiny to hook up with you. So he's been moving towards you his would whole you just, life. Would you and go... You, and you... Go, you, shut up. You run with your butt. So presumably, all that moving towards destiny really tones the glutes. Hey, guys. Are we ready for work? In a minute, Elvis. What are you doing? We're writing a love letter to Padre. Oh, what happened with your girl, Mason? Did that not work out? He's hedging his bets. Classic strategy. Mason, you can do better than Padre. He talks to his own hair. That's crazy. You shouldn't stick it in crazy. At least not more than a couple of times, anyway. You know, just in case the whole crazy thing is only temporary, and the solution might be a hookup. Listen- Like, I could swear. I could swear I've heard of a few cases where a one-night stand cured somebody's schizophrenia. Guys, I cannot concentrate with the two of you in this room. Go outside and just give me five minutes, okay? Fine. Okay. Reconsider your life choices, though. I wouldn't date Padre. I go outside. Man, can you believe Mason? He's gonna screw up this whole thing. You know what, why don't you and I write a letter too? We'll see which one Padre responds to. I don't want to date Padre. Well, we don't have to date him. There's nothing wrong with having an option on the table. It's nice just knowing he's an option. Uh, well, I don't think people would find that very romantic. Dear Padre, we're considering you as a romantic option, but presently you failed to meet our qualifications. Please reapply at the next opportunity. With love, potentially, Lowry and Elvis. Actually, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to write him. That we're rejecting him as a lover? Yeah, it's reverse psychology. But it's also true. He'll think we want him, but that we actually don't. I, I, I'm totally lost. Don't I don't... Don't worry. Even an expert like myself doesn't quite understand these romantic twists and turns. The important thing is just to keep him guessing. And also to get a letter back when Mason doesn't get one. Then Mason's gonna feel really dumb and ask for our help on all the future letters. Wait, so are we actually trying to date Mason? I guess, on like a, a metaphorical level. We'll play it by ear and go forward with uh, whoever shows the most interest. Okay, Elvis and Lowry write their own letter to Padre. Mason, what are you writing yours? Inform Padre of my complete lack of faith in Brock's plan. Let him know that if he expresses himself as being against the mining effort, I'll take whatever steps possible to support that, and at least won't make any moves openly contradictory to his. If you'd like to coordinate, place a letter in the air vent in one of the maintenance areas, then put an orange peel on the bathroom windowsill. 
When I spot the orange peel, I'll retrieve the letter. I'll leave a blue pen cap and a specific potted plant in the mess hall to indicate I received the letter. If I couldn't find the letter, it'll be a red pen cap. And when I'm done with all this, write all that down so I don't forget it myself. Mix it in with my annotations in one of my nonfiction books. I'll choose a page number that corresponds with the current day of the year. Great. You write a very serious spy letter, and then Lowry and Elvis write a letter of romantic rejection. I don't know about Lowry and Elvis's letter. So on the way to work, I slip my letter into the soil of a potted hallway plant and assume that things are good. After Mason moves on, I find his letter, then put my letter with his, so that Padre doesn't find one letter and think that it's the only one there. Oh, that's smart, Lowry. Because otherwise there's only a 50-50 chance he'd fall in love with us. See? This is why they call me the Cavern Casanova. Do they call you that? I've always heard them call you Leary Lowry. Deb calls me that. Who calls me Leary Lowry? I don't know. Sometimes I party with girls, and they talk. You know, uh, maybe it's only those girls. I don't leer. Well, I don't think you do. A- at least not at me. I don't think. I don't. I've never leered at you. Okay. I mean, I've never checked. I don't. Why, why would I leer at well, you? Well, I mean, why? pants are forbidden. I Like, maybe just for comparison. No, it's, it's not leering. That's comparing. Uh, okay, look. Let's just go before Padre comes by. All right, you guys report in for work. Get all suited up and then paint it in your brightly colored stage makeup, which informs people that you're working and operating heavy machinery. No one's supposed to approach anyone wearing stage makeup without a signal from you. Padre's trying very obviously not to make eye contact with you, Mason. Just play casual. Padre's a weird guy on the best of times. Brock gets up to brief everyone. He explains the technical mechanics of how you'll be carving space for the airlocks. Cruz will come in behind you and finish that work when you're done, and he estimates that the whole process should take no more than one or two weeks. In the meanwhile, Blast and Cruz will be preparing charges and doing the math for the final excavation. Ah, uh, man. Two weeks is not a lot of time. Raise my hand. Yes, Mason. Hey, Brock. Uh, word's kind of getting around about that phone call that we got. Would it be too out of line to ask if we know anything new about it? There's not a lot to say right now. A new call will come in intermittently, but there tends to be a long gap between signals. We're not sure how far off the call is, but if the gaps are due to the distance the signal has to travel, we estimate it must be pretty far. And as you know, answering that call could be the last thing we ever do. So for now, we're just hoping it goes away. All right. Roger. Dismissed. You guys head into the mines and start carving space for the airlocks. It's fairly routine work, nothing too terribly exciting. You get off in the evening, you go back to the lockers and pack everything in. Hey, Paul. Deb is one of the equipment managers for the band platforms, right? Yep, Big Deb. One of the few women to show you interest is an older lady, bit on the heavy side, and she handles the maintenance and checking of the equipment. Well, I'd like to go see Deb. Is she available? She is. She's clearing the gear right now, but otherwise she's not busy with anything. Hey there, lovebird. Good work today. We'll get those airlocks installed in no time. Thanks, Deb. You mind if I help you clean? Sure, sure. Here, take a brush. Try and get as much grease out as you can. I'll give it another go if some of it stays gummed up in there. All right. Do an objectively bad job at scrubbing this thing, get both bored and frustrated, then hand my piece off to Deb, then start badly cleaning another piece. Hey, Deb, would you say that I'm leery? Leery? Yeah, like, do you think I leer at people? Oh, leery. Okay. No, but you are known to come on a little strong. Well, it's just that Elvis was saying some girls he parties with call me Leary Lowry, and I didn't know if that was a widespread thing. Oh, Larry, don't worry yourself about Elvis's little floozy girlfriends. You have to know what kind of people they must be. I'm surprised any of them can remember anything they've said about anyone. And you know, I'd say they should look hard in the mirror before they start tearing other people down, but I know human nature all too well. I guess. 
I mean, I just don't like thinking that's how people talk about me. I'm just trying to be romantic, you know? Ah, Lowry. Well, I think that sentiment by itself is pretty romantic. Although I guess it must not count for a lot of points because it doesn't seem to be scoring me anything. Well, I didn't say you weren't being daft stupid. Just romantic. Wait, but isn't romantic sexy? Lowry, the word for romantic is a synonym for unrealistic. You can pour honey in someone's ears all you want, but in the end, it's just fully sugar. And if you don't remember to clean it out, it can cause an ear infection. Uh, well, what if you poured them wine? What do you mean, what if you poured them wine? Well, like, honey is bad, but if you pour wine on someone, would that make them sick? Alcohol's a disinfectant, isn't it? See, but it's also romantic, so if you pour wine on Lowry, them, then that would be, li- like... I, you poor sweetheart. Say, what are you doing for dinner tonight? Probably going to the cafeteria, because that's where the food is. What's Nancy serving? I think lasagna. But how about we go get dinner together, you buy me a bottle of wine, and we'll talk about your theories. Okay. I I feel like we really explored the end of my wine question, but, um, okay. You're so daft stupid, dear. I'll see you tonight. Alright, see you then. Paul, I assume that dinner is pretty soon, so I'll go down to the cafeteria, pick out some wine. Hey, Nancy, I need a bottle of wine. I'm not sure what for exactly. Nancy hands you a bottle of wine over the counter and gives you a look as though you're about to draw on the walls with magic marker, and there's nothing she could do to stop you. Thanks, Nancy. I don't know why you seem so mad. It's just a bottle of wine. I can have wine if I want. Try to bring the bottle back intact. And clean. Okay, whatever. Cleaning the bottles is the kitchen job. And then I guess I go wait for Deb. I'll get dinner for both of us when she arrives so it's still hot. Okay, and Elvis, what are you up to? I won't remember soon, but go and find those girls that called Lowry Leary. Hey, ladies! Hi, Elvis! Hey, I told Lowry that you guys called him Leary Lowry, and he seemed a little sad. You think maybe that was too mean? I don't know. Hey, do you want to smoke these drugs we found? Uh, yeah, sure. Don't tell me what they are, though. It ruins the fun. Um, also, what were your names again? Oh, my God. Well, my wait, name wait, 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 is... Wait, 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 Okay, I changed my mind. Don't tell me. That also ruins the fun. Okay, and that might proceed into a no-memory thing whatsoever. These are the people whose opinions concern me. Indeed. Mason, you have a date with Sasha at the Hydroponics Bay. Everybody's got lady friends tonight. So it seems. At any rate, you guys are walking around the bay, looking at the various bean plants and berry bushes, making small talk, and then Sasha asks you, So what'd you find out about that call from outer space? Well, nothing yet. I wish I had more I could tell you about it, but it feels like everything's falling apart all at once. Nobody knows anything about the call, a bunch of the band members aren't confident in the current plans, and the surveyors say there's probably not even enough minerals left in the asteroid to fill the crates. They said that? I mean, I'm not supposed to talk about that. Sorry, I've just been under a lot of stress. Could you promise not to bring that up with anyone? So, what are they going to do? Well, it's not good. You really don't want to know. Okay, you can't just do that. You can't say it's bad and then tell me I don't want to know. Well, you're part of the blasting team. Don't they keep you in the loop? All I know is we're blasting the back end of the asteroid. Okay, well, that's so we can start tearing apart the entire asteroid from back to front. After we do that, we're just supposed to pray, and that'll be the end. The livestock won't survive, there won't be any space to span living quarters into, and the asteroid itself is going to become unstable. There'll be no shot at life whatsoever when we're done. Oh, heck. Padre and I have both been expressing misgivings, but Brock won't have it. But but that's two of the three band leaders. That should be enough to get Brock to consider a new plan, shouldn't it? I don't think so. It's all coming up so fast, they're trying to blow a hole in the asteroid in only a few days. They're not even sure they can do the whole mining job within the year. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, I agree. But that's what Brock has us dialed in for, and I really don't know what to do. 
Sasha goes quiet for a while. She doesn't say anything for a good few minutes. Hey, just, again, I wasn't supposed to bring this up. Brock thinks that if word gets out, there's going to be a panic. Yeah, or an uprising, more like. Well, the people would have good reason. And okay, try to go back into small talk until Sasha's ready to go home. I'm going to call that seed planted. You're going to go check the bathroom for an orange peel. You check the sill, and there it is, an orange peel. Which means you need to casually find yourself in maintenance where you open a vent and find a letter there waiting for you. All right, take it back to my room and read it. Padre writes that he's glad to know that he isn't alone in opposition to Brock's plan, and he believes that the broad majority of the colony would certainly feel the same if they knew of it. He suggests that the most logical course, therefore, is to leak word of the plan before it takes place, and to ensure that it spreads so quickly and to so many people that it becomes impossible to trace the leak back to any one person. Padre notes that you should probably avoid using Elvis and Lowry for that because they're likely the first people that Brock will expect to run their mouths about such a delicate operation. He suggests that you continue to use the air vents as drop-off points. If Padre sees a blue pen cap in the potted plant, he'll seek out your message in the following day. Okay, right back to him. Firstly, it's not a good idea to keep placing letters in the same location. If we keep making out-of-the-ordinary trips to the same air vent, it's going to get suspicious and someone's going to look into it, out of morbid curiosity if nothing else. Second, I'm led to believe that Brock has a bit of a soft spot for Elvis. He tries not to, but sometimes he holds Elvis's hair back when Elvis is on one of his benders. Elvis might be able to spread around rumors and get away with it. As we go about spreading word, I'd like to put out feelers on the other departments to see what they think of the plan. That includes survey, demo, equipment, and anyone else willing to listen. If they feel like they're being targeted, they'll resist us. But if we both casually approach the situation and spread rumors at the same time, I think we can tease out their stances. If enough project heads have misgivings, we might be able to snuff this thing out before it gets too far. Let's focus on that for now, report progress, and otherwise avoid coordinating our narratives too much until we know who's who. For the next letter, I'd like you to hide it in the hydroponics behind one of the condenser trays. Careful not to place it where it'll get wet. I've been taking walks there to that location, and it'll seem more natural. Then seal the letter, put it in the vents, and then drop a blue pen cap in the right place. Okay, Elvis, you're with your lady friends, you're all drunk or high or both, and the girls take you back to their residential apartment. Oh my god, my heart's gonna explode! Feels like light is coming out of it. Oh yeah, I've had that. It turns out, it turns out it's just gas. It's natural gas. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, we're so funny. We're having so much fun. Fun. Uh, we're, We're fun. We're funny. Hey Elvis, make out with me. Okay. Oh man, I can't believe Larry has so much trouble with this. It's so easy. Are you calling me easy? No, making out is easy. I once made out with a lizard. It scratched up my arm real bad. Lizards don't feel love because they have cold blood. So that lizards don't like, they respond very well to my advances. But I, I like to think, you know, yeah, had, had, had we been yeah. to, uh, like together, why would, the, would the lizard like that? Huh? What? I, I, I don't, I don't know. You go on. Uh, Are we gonna make out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me a second. I got, I gotta make sure I don't have anything in my teeth. Paul, I go to the bathroom and look for a mirror. Then I throw up. Then I check my teeth to make sure that they look okay. Right, you're checking your teeth, and you hear a loud thump and a crash and the sound of glass breaking. What was that? Oh my god! What was that? Oh my god! Oh my god! I go out there. I said, what was that? You see, one of the girls is on her knees. There's a broken wine glass on the ground. It looks like the girl is kind of leaning her arm on some of the glass. There's a huge gash down her head, and it's bleeding like crazy. 
Oh, whoa! Whoa! Did you break that wine glass? Those are expensive! She hit her head! I think a lot of glass has to come from export. This is the last year the silent singers might come by! Oh, she's bleeding! The other girl goes, I was just trying to sit down and I don't feel so good. And she throws up. Okay, 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 okay. You gotta apply pressure to the she wound. She has to see a doctor. Come on, you gotta see a doctor. Okay, but she has to apply pressure to the wound. Well, help her up then, Elvis. I go and I help her up, and then I look for a rag to press against her head. Okay, see, you you gotta do this. Because if you go to the doctor, it's the first thing they're gonna say. They say, did you put pressure on the wound? And if you say no, they're gonna be like, amateur mistake. Come back after you try that. Do they really do that? I don't, I don't know, I'm pretty sure. The girl has gotten glass all stuck in her arm. Her friend points at it. What about this? Uh, that, I, I don't think we do pressure on that. I think that, I think the glass stops the, ble- the bleeding. There's a rhyme, it goes, when in doubt, don't pull out. That's for sex, you moron. No, that one goes, when in doubt, fiddle about. Are you sure you don't have them backwards? Well, they, they say, also, when in doubt, scream and shout for help. No one says that. They will one day. They're going to write it down. Let's go stream and shout for doctors for help. Let's go. You stumble down the halls with a bleeding woman hanging off of you. A few gasp and ask if you need help. No, no, we're good. We got the pressure. We're going to the doctor. When in doubt, fiddle about. Don't worry. You get the girl to med bay. It's not as bad as it looks, but they have to give her a bunch of stitches and pluck all the glass out of her arm. It takes a while, and towards the end, you come down. You're not exactly sober, but you're not having a fun time anymore. Oh, man. What were we gonna do? Were we gonna make out? I guess. Something like that, yeah. Man, maybe this is why Larry can't get a girl. Every time he gets close, they slip and they hit their head. I'm not even the one who hit my head. Elvis. Brock walks into the room. He sees you sitting there and points at you. You. With me. Ah, I get up and I go out with Brock. Elvis, you told me you were gonna try and lay off. Have you been trying to quit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> yeah. Look. I know it's not an easy thing to do, but it's not just for you right now. Everyone in the colony is nervous, and I'm trying my best to keep us all on a path. How do you think it makes them feel to see you walking down the hall, smashed out of your mind, and there's this poor girl leaking blood down the halls attached to you? Well, they're gonna wonder what happened to the girl. They're gonna think it involved drugs. And they're gonna think that you don't have what it takes to work in the band. They don't interact with you on a first-hand basis. They don't see how skilled you are with the keytar in those minds. And listen... Look at me. Some of that talent is natural. We can't just pick up anyone else and have them learn the instrument as quickly as you, but part of that is also years of investment, Elvis. Years of practice that you rightly put in. Yeah, well, I was just going to make out with a girl. Look, I'm not seeking an excuse. I'm not personally mad with you. I, I know it's not easy to quit. But right now I'm telling you I'm counting on you, Elvis. You and the rest of the bands to put on that face that says, We're going to make it. We're going to get through this. All right, because you are going to pull us through, and you are that talented. I'm depending on you. Okay. You know I don't like to lay into you like this. I know, I know. But if the drugs get ahead of you, and it's all anyone sees out in front of you, that's all they're going to talk about. It's all they're going to know. For the rest of the year, as much as you can, I want you to present everyone with your best self. All right? I know he's in there. Might be feeling a little loopy right now, but you don't have to work too hard because that guy is you. You got me? Yeah, 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 I get you, bro. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Hey, I'm glad you took this girl to med bay. It was the right thing. 
Okay, caring for others is what this is all about. I just want you to care for you too, okay? Okay. Brock pats you on the chest, and then sort of the awkward way he does after this kind of thing, he nods and leaves. Go back in the med bay and flop down in the chair. <sighs> Man. So do you still want to make out? 